Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, today joined by Aaron Larsoul. And in a little bit, we'll see how this goes. Um, Aaron has been pushing for this. He really likes this idea. I'd, I'm not sure how this is going to go. I'm going to be, excuse me, tweeting out the link from my Twitter, which you can see right underneath me here. Um, at Anthony Irwin LA, I'm going to be tweeting out the link to... Uh, Hop on here, and if you want to offer up a take, you can offer up a take. Uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can ask us a question. It doesn't even have to be about the Lakers. Can sure. Aaron's a Aaron's a chef, so if you want to ask him about cooking instructions, feel free. If you want to ask me about cocktails or my cooking instructions, I don't know why you would, but feel free. Um, if you want to ask about other sports, other sports topics. All of that good stuff. Um, the only stuff I'm not going to really talk about is, is politics. Like, I'm not. <laughs> that's it. But, but just about if everything you wanna, else. If you want to yell at me, um, yeah. yeah, do that. Yeah. Come on with so, it. So, all right. I'm, are you ready for this, Aaron? Yeah, let's get it. All right. So, I'm going to send out this tweet. Here's the link to hop on the show. Please don't let Aaron down. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh boy. All right. That is live. Oh god. I'm even gonna retweet it from Silver Screen. Get this out there. Whew. All right, are you ready? Yeah. So in the meantime, you and I can talk about some other stuff. Um I have a few topics that uh I I could kind of mess around with here a little bit. I think the league as a whole right now is very mediocre. Um, mm. and I, 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 I don't see like a juggernaut team. I think it's wide open. You know, um, what's interesting. Well, hold on. yeah. Okay. I'm not sure I disagree with you. Um, and as, as of right now, it looks like the best three teams are in the East. Um, but I don't, I guess that like the teams are mediocre or I don't know if they're mediocre, but they're more closely bunched than normal. Uh huh. But I think this season has been, I think this is the best NBA season maybe ever. Oh, no, no, no. Those are two very different things. Yeah, that's yes, I know. That's why I'm saying it's it's interesting. If you think like that that all the everybody, all the teams are mediocre, yeah. the juxtaposition of that with the fact that this, in my opinion, is probably the best season. I mean, we've had all these great individual performances, the scoring. Um, there's been all kinds of fascinating things. The, the league looked like it's in great hands. You know, you still have KD and Steph and and LeBron and kind of the old guard playing at such a still an elite level. And then, you know, Giannis is kind of in the middle, but Ja and, and yeah. Luca and Trey, you know, also all these the young middle. guys, it looks like it's in such good hands, which is which is fascinating. I know you hate Jokic, but you have to you have to mention the two what, where do, where do I get where do I get these these uh, designations that I hate player X? <laughs> all right, we're gonna get, get out of the way. We have, our first, we have our first guest. We have our first oh. guest. All right. Carlo, um I I'm I'm nervous to pronounce this last name. Yuska Tiao? Tiao? <laughs> um, it's Eustachio, but it's fine. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. What's it's not on, fine. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get that right. Eustachio. Eustachio. Um, do you have a question, a take, an orca fact? What do you got? You want to yell at me? You can um, yell at I'm Aaron. Orca. Don't yell at me. I'm, I'm sensitive. Apparently, orcas are one of the longest living marine mammals on planet Earth with an Ooh, average what's, of what's their lifespan? 80 years. 
Um, yeah, in, in the wild, there there are some examples of them living all the way up to ninety. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's fifty to eighty, the average. But um, uh-huh. so I have a question for both of you guys, uh, and I know Aaron's a big Niners fan, and I, am, I believe yes. I believe that um, besides the Eagles, I think they do present the best shot against them in the NFC. Um, okay. Who? Who do you have going in the Super Bowl, and which from which team will from the NFC and AFC, and who do you have winning? Aaron, I'll let you handle this one. Well, um, maybe this is biased, but I think the Niners have the best roster in the NFL. Um, Weird. So, so Brock you think Purdy, that the, the Warriors please. have the best chance? You have the not, Niners not, having the best <laughs> chance. I, I did not. I did not say I think the Warriors. You're have from the, best the Bay. You're a Cal I, fan. I'm trying to. Think. I am. I am in fact a Cal oh. fan, and I'm a 49ers fan. I did not say that the Warriors have the best chance. Um, <laughs> I think whoever. I think whoever comes out of the West, if we're picking now, whoever you think is going to win the West has the best percentage chance of winning the whole thing because I think it could be a bloodbath at the top of the East. So picking any of the East contenders. I think the Eastern Conference path to the finals is harder than the Western Conference path. So whoever you think is going to win the West, I think you would say has the best chance of winning the whole thing because they're more likely than the top contenders in the East of making it just because they have an easier path. Now, as it relates to the Super Bowl, I think the Niners have the best roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, You've seen my weekly tweets, I am sure, about Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brock Purdy has been outside outside of quarterback. (laughs) Outside of quarterback, I think the Niners have the best roster. Obviously, quarterback is the most important position. Uh, the defense did not look good against the Raiders last week, but the Niners have the best defense in the NFL. So Brock Purdy gave me some Jimmy G vibes uh, last week, which kind of made me nervous. Um, but that so one I, throw I, over I, the middle. Oh, I, he it wasn't his, just one; he had it was his, several. Right, but the the, the 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 one pick that he had—I uh, forget who it was. I think it might have been Kittle. Why? Yeah, he open. just wildly underthrew Kittle. Yes, it looked and a he, lot yeah. like Jimmy G. Yes, it, well, no, well, it wasn't against, just Jimmy against, G. It like this is the ultimate disrespect that that brought to mind that it looked like christian ponder like i'm oh, a vikings no. fan oh, no. and oh, no. this poor bastard i remember one time the the vikings had to throw a hail mary they were at, at they were at the other team's 45 they had to throw a hail mary the ball got to the 10 get it there <laughs> wow. uh in the afc i think there's a lot of good teams in the afc but um I generally go with if, if I think it's everything else is pretty closely matched. Uh, you go with the best quarterback, and to me, that's Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to go Chiefs Niners rematch. And I think the uh, Chiefs beat him again. By the way, yeah. What's they, funny is they that looked pretty bad against when they matched up. Uh, I, I I don't remember which week it is, but they put up. Oh, it was week. Uh, it was the, the last. It was the last Niners loss. I think it was week five or six. Yeah, th- that's the best defense in the NFL. And Mahomes said, "Okay, here's four to three for y'all." <laughs> now, to be fair, to be fair, Eric Armstead wasn't playing then. Uh, Brock Purdy wasn't playing then, and Chris McCaffrey had only Brock been there Purdy like two wasn't days. Playing Brock, then. Brock Purdy Aaron, is better. He's, he's plainly better yourself, than Jimmy Aaron. G. He's plainly better than Jimmy G. It's a. The point is, it's a different Niners team. Um, yeah. But I still think I still think, didn't have I would Christian still favor McCaffrey. The I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs beat him again. Although the Niners got cheated and should have beat him two Super Bowls ago. But go go ahead, Mr. Irwin. Oh, man. See, what's funny is I have zero faith whatsoever in the Vikings, and that means that I think that's like that's where uh, they go on a run is when nobody has any faith in them whatsoever. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to come out here and say that they're going to come out of the NFC. I think, uh, I, I think Aaron's right. The thing about San Francisco is, like, 
if they had a quarterback that anybody had heard of before this season, they would be considered maybe the best offense of all time. Like it, they, some, they are so there's some weapons. They are so stacked. There's just absolutely, absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculously mm-hmm. stacked. And then on the other side of that thing, in the AFC, you have the actual best offense of all time with with the Chiefs. So um yeah, I I think I think uh, those are the two teams I would predict too. And I think San Francisco, the difference between the two teams, I think I, I trust San Francisco's defense a little more. Um, where's the Super Bowl being played this year? Glendale, Arizona. Ooh, that helps. Yep. That helps KC. Why? Uh, well, I, it, it allows it allows Pat to be Pat. Like I don't like cold weather. Patrick Mahomes is not. Is very much oh, not the I same okay. thing, and right. and they're like the, everything the Chiefs do is yeah, they're not doing they're not they're not doing that anymore. They're not playing Super Bowls in in places where the weather can be a factor. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I would probably have I have San Francisco slightly over over at the AFC. Did, did Carlo? Did you? Oh yeah, who you got? NBA? Yeah. Uh, who do I got? Yeah, who, who's your pick? Um, my pick of uh, I think oh, uh. I'm having a hard time between the 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 Eagles and the Niners in the NFC. I think the Chiefs are by far not by far, but I think I think they they're above everyone in the AFC. So I'm gonna go with Chiefs Niners, and I got the Chiefs as well. Uh, oh, I so just we all have that... the same. We all have the same. The same Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah. The problem the other is thing... like the, oh. the Eagles looked great. Um. Obviously, Jalen getting hurt is is not great, and then That's I think true. more importantly, they've they've had some injuries on that offensive line, and they were absolutely mauling teams earlier in the oh, year. Yeah. And I and oh. their entire identity was built off of what their offensive line was capable of doing to to opposing defensive lines. Um, where and it forced teams to have to blitz to have a chance at getting any kind of pressure on on Hurts. Now, though, with with a couple injuries there. That really changes a lot of what they're of what they're capable of. So I, think, I, I, I would like to believe in in I I hate the Niners. I hate everything about the Bay. Like I just like I'm a Dodgers fan. So everything in the Bay is just except Aaron. Aaron well, like you know I haven't, I haven't I haven't I haven't lived I haven't lived there in <laughs> twenty yeah but you're from you're from the Bay right like you're from the Bay so like like there. Are, like Madison Bumgarner, right? Like he's he started his career as a Giant, well, and I, also, I don't care where he goes. I'm always going to associate him with the Giants. Oh, I hate the Giants. The Giants. Oh, sure, are I know. Probably the team I hate most in professional sports. Hmm. I hate the Giants. Not so the Celtics. We have, we have that in common. Hmm. We de- we definitely have that in common. Um, the other thing, the other reason why I'm pretty confident about the Chiefs, and this is very sad, and and thankfully. Um, we there's been there's been good news after Monday night so far, um, mm-hmm. but. I don't it, it we don't know what the NFL is going to do if they're going to replay the game. Obviously, like none of this matters, but if they don't replay the game, um, that kind of vaults the Chiefs to the number one seed. And and frankly, and this is completely understandably, I don't know like psychologically what that may do. Damar Hamlin's injury, or I mean, frankly, he died on the field. So yeah. for for the Bills and and the the Bengals witnessing that, 
I mean, I think it would be completely understandable for them not to be in any mood to really compete on a football field anytime soon. And again, very understandably having to witness that tragedy. So I think those and those would be the two uh, closest contenders to the Chiefs, in my opinion, in the AFC. So I think, you know, obviously the complete tragedy, but, you know, this seems like it's shaping up pretty well for the Chiefs. Yep. All right, uh, Carlo, I'm going to let you go. Um, we're going to get to some other questions unless you have another question or a take. But um, thank you very much for, for hopping on. Um, and and uh, yeah, this went, this went well. So far, one for one. I think All so right. far. One, one, one for one, one. because yeah. we didn't no, talk thank basketball. You guys. <laughs> thank you, guys. No, All right, brother. Thank fan. you. Bye. I listen to this. I listen to this every – I listen to you guys every Friday. I just want to say I'm a big fan. Like, keep it up, you know. We all love the Lakers, and, you know, we want the best for them. Hopefully, the season gets turned around. Hopefully, Aaron can, you know, tell Jeannie and Rob to, you know, hey. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, yeah. I'm, no, I'm don't kid. Fan, don't kid. That's no, what, no, like, say, trust me. Say, what you, say what you want to say, man. This is, this is your form. <laughs> say what you want to say. No, no, no. Hey, Aaron, I'm not a hater, bro. I, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, you know, just just want this season to be turned around, and you know, hey, uh, good luck to you guys. A big fan. Always. Well, here's here's always let me. Say, I'll say thank you, thank you. By the way, thank you for listening. Thank, thank you, you for calling in and, and everything. Thank you for the kind words. I will. Here's what I can promise you: everybody involved wants to win. There can some people have a difference of opinion about the best way to go about that, but everybody involved wants to win. That I will promise you. All right. Uh, well, I had some other people on here. Um, by the way, if you come on and I don't have you, I don't bring you on right away. Stay there. Like your spot in line is going to be saved and I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I have to filter through people. Uh, Troy, unfortunately, your camera is not on, but we can still maybe hear you. Troy, are you there? Oh, we got camera and audio now. Well, maybe. Hey, kind of. guys. Troy, hey, Troy, are you there? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep, we can hear you. Do you have a question, a take, an orca fact? What do you got? I have a question. Um, I know it seems unlikely that the Lakers will make a move using the picks, the first-round picks. Do you mm -hmm. think if we make a move with Kendrick Nunn and Avery Bradley, we could maybe get something valuable on the wing, maybe a Cal Kuzma if we throw in like a second round pick, or would one of those picks have to be included? To... I'm not sure. I'm not sure Avery Bradley has a bunch oh. of value around the league right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Frank Vogel. That's a, Frank Vogel uh, isn't coaching right now. Throw... So... Patrick Beverly. I don't think you can throw Avery Bradley in for salary matching purposes right now. If if, if Frank Vogel was like an assistant somewhere, I would say like that has a chance that like he, he would maybe have some 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 stock somewhere. But but no, I Troy, I know what you meant. I know what you meant um, on on a multiple levels, right? On one hand, similar type of playing style to kind of smaller guards who get after it defensively and hope to hit jumpers occasionally, and then more importantly, uh, for the last two coaches. They're they're like safety blankets. They're their blankies. You know that uh, Avery Bradley was was uh, Frank Vogel's safety blanket, and and now uh, Patrick Beverly appears to be uh, Darvin Ham's safety well, I blanket. Say, I thought you were going to say Dennis Schroeder. No, it's you didn't want to. You didn't want to say that two. because he was good. He was good last night. He was great last night. No, I, I think I think make no. I honestly, point. I honestly think that Patrick Beverly more closely aligns with like what Darvin, how Darvin Ham sees the game. Like that's that's. Yes. So, so uh, Troy, um, to answer your question, 
Yeah. Um, do I think that those two guys and a second round pick is enough to get Kuz? No, I do not. Um, I think that, well, okay. You know what? Let me, I'll just say it straight up. All of the conversations that have been had between the Lakers and the Wizards thus far has led to the Wizards saying that uh, Kyle Kuzma is not available. Period. End of discussion. Not available. Um, does now things change around the NBA all the time? Obviously, Kuz has a, a player option for next year. Um, whether or not he is going to want to stick it out in Washington, although they've been playing significantly better recently, um, you know, Kuz has 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 come out and said some things that that maybe indicate that he might not want to be there. I, I guess I shouldn't say more than that, but. Um, as of and look again, things can things can change. Things change in the NBA every single day. So, um, what is true now may not be true. You know, we have another month or so before the trade deadline. So, as of right now, the Wizards are telling everybody that, or at least they're telling the Lakers that Kyle Kuzma is just not available. End of discussion. Um, but even if that does change, I do not suspect that uh, the package that you just mentioned will get it done. Because yeah, if he Kyle, is available, there's going to be other teams other than the Lakers that are going to be interested in, in putting bids in. The only way I think uh, that package gets it done is if Kuz makes it known, I'm not extending anywhere else. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not extending. I'm not resigning. I want to be a Laker again. I've missed LA. I've missed that platform, which, you know, he, he has, you know, based on common sense. Um, and, and, you know, if that's something, if that's a way that he could push himself to the Lakers, and that's one one way that this gets it done. But even there, like if you're Washington, would you rather trade him there uh, for pennies on the dollar and set that market, or uh, just try to ride this thing out? Try to either send him. You, you, he cannot extend somewhere else, and you can still get, I think, a better offer than. Beverly Nunn and a second rounder from the Lakers. Like I, I still think somebody would offer more than that. So even if, even if he's a rental, some team like the teams that I have a, a really close eye on Denver that like, if they get Kuzma, that pushes them over the top. They're the best team in the NBA. Um, the, 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 uh, the Warriors, right. If they ever come off of this two timeline thing, if they get Kuzma, they become terrifying like straight up absolutely terrifying with what they can do on the wing. Um, and so to them, does, does a first rounder make sense for them to become that kind of terrifying again? Um, Milwaukee, you know, desperately needs some kind of a shot in the arm and Kuzma presents uh, a lot of the things that they need. So there are teams that even if Kuzma is considered a rental, um, they, they might push more chips into the middle of the table than that. And, and the other thing, too, and we saw this with Paul George going to Oklahoma City, teams, it might be considered a rental right now for, for Kyle Kuzma. Uh, he can say that I'm not going to resign, I'm not going to extend and all that stuff. Then he goes there and he wins a championship. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's beloved in that city uh, as the person who helped deliver that championship. And that changes your outlook on that city and on that situation. So, like, for those teams... Uh, I, I still think it's worth the risk to invest more into getting Kuzma than, you know, a, a, a iffy second rounder 
would cost the Lakers. Well, and here's the other part of it, which is why, okay, please do not aggregate this. No, now I sound like Windhorse or Zach Lowe or something. Please, please. So if, 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 I am Harrison, not saying if you're listening, you ready? Yeah, Get perfect. your, yeah. if, 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 even if Kuz's preferred destination is coming back to the Lakers, if I said, if, if that is even the case, I still no, don't I, think it makes sense for him to say that is the only place where I will sign. Yeah. And the reason for that is he's not that guy for one. No, 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 no. The reason for that is it doesn't make financial You're sense. Not that he's guy. going, he's going to be a free agent. And because of that, it makes sense to have as many suitors as possible. Yeah. Um, when people do what you are suggesting as kind of Anthony Davis basically did say like, you have to trade me to the Lakers cause I'm not doing anything anywhere else. He made that known. His dad said, you know, he'll never play in Boston, all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. People do that when they have years left on their contract. And they don't have the leverage. As a free agent, you have the leverage and you want as many bidders as possible. Um, the other reason, and I think you're probably right, it could make sense for some whoever, a bunch of places, is that whoever, if you acquire him in trade, um, you have an advantage in signing him because you can offer more years and more money than anybody yep. else. You you become the incumbent team and therefore can uh, you can offer one extra year. You can offer a fifth year on a contract as opposed to four years going to a new team. And uh, you can get larger raises each year. So I don't think it makes sense for Kuz to limit his destinations, even if, and he has, he said, he has a, he certainly has a fondness for Los Angeles and for the Lakers. Um, that is, that is a real thing. Um, so, but even, even in that case, I don't think it can makes sense for him. Can we aggregate that? Like, can we, can we? No, no, we don't <laughs> okay. want to do that. No, All right. We don't want to do that. Even, <laughs> even in that case, I don't think it makes sense for him to try to, you know, steer because he's going to be a free agent. So if assuming assuming he opts out and unless he has, let's hope not, God forbid, unless he has a career threatening injury, you know, in the next month or so, I like I don't I, I think it is pretty unlikely he's going to opt into next year's contract anywhere. No, it doesn't make any sense for him to unless he has a God forbid, but unless he has yeah. a career threatening injury like he has, I think he's in line to make almost 20 million dollars on the open market. I would imagine it's something. Yeah. I might be I, north I, of that. I, I would imagine it. That's yeah. I would imagine that's an, about where he wants really to start. Good, really he's good. Really good. He's a damn good player. So he's just he's just good. Yeah, he's yeah. just plain good. Uh-huh. He's at, also a really at, good dude. At, at the most important position in the NBA, he's I know. I know. Like really we aren't dude. allowed to acknowledge that, being that you know, given what team we cover and stuff like that, like we aren't allowed to talk about how important wings are. But he plays the most important position in the NBA. So I don't know that wing is the most important position in the NBA. Hold on. In the abstract, I don't know that it's the most important position in the NBA. I think it is a huge advantage if you have somebody that is wing size that can be a primary initiator. I think that's what it I think that's what it is. I, but having I, but those guys mean, and having people who can guard those guys. You know, Jason so Tatum and LeBron and Luca, like mm-hmm. those kind of guys are, you know, the apex predator wings, Paul George and Kawhi, those kind of guys are the most valuable guys in the league. And guys that can guard those guys, but the most important position in the NBA is whoever you have that dribbles the ball the most. Yeah, I, I still think the most important role players in the NBA. Those okay, but wins, that's a that's a different you know. thing. Okay, well, yeah, but but like I think having so depth, that... depth of wing sized guys is very yeah. important. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, Troy, th- thank you very much for your question. I'm going to go ahead and, and we've had other people waiting here. Shouts to everybody for, for coming out. This yeah, has this been is fun. We're two for two. We are two for two so far. 
Um, we have people waiting here, so I'm going to go ahead and go to thank you again, Troy. I'm going to go to Zach here. You've been waiting. Uh, thank you very much, Zach, for hopping on. Uh, do you have a take, question, orca fact, got a little any other animal? What is that? A little plant, a little ficus peeking in there? What is that? Yeah, do you have... Oh, my wife says it's all out. No, 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 right in front. Corner. It's like yeah, in it's the like, top like corner of your screen. Top, co- top oh, right part corner. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My, what, you got a weed going all... there? What do you got going? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen weed before? No, I have. I'm in Boston. My wife sets this all stuff up, so I'm like, I'll <laughs> give it to her. So it looks good. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. But no, I appreciate you guys hosting. My question is, I've been trying to like discern what Anthony Davis and LeBron James ask a valuable or their value would be during the offseason because I've heard mm-hmm. people talk about like if we trade them or what happened out of that, and I say like I know their values diminished with their circumstances going on within it, but like tangibly speaking, would they be worth? Would they be worth like two lottery protected? first round picks each or maybe less than that they'd be unprotected they like there's no way you trade anthony davis or lebron james for any kind of protection on, okay, on any me, first did you, did you see what rudy gobert and donovan mitchell and oh, sure. and, and uh who else got traded i don't think and, they would go for that much though like, well, no what i'm saying is that's davis a lot more stuff than is really like his foot picks. just stopped working yeah. this year like yeah. that's not yeah but this anthony wasn't davis like last season where his player in that group of not including lebron he but, is when healthy, but he's never healthy. Like that, that. Yeah, I mean, Rudy Gobert is not like the pillar of health either, though. He's available right now. He was available. Uh, he's like missed, he's, he's missed a handful of their last games. Yeah, but like not. And shockingly enough, without with without him or Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards looks like maybe one of the best five players in the league again. <laughs> Shockingly, so it's so, it's so funny. Like I, I saw I you know some some account tweeted out Edwards' stats for like the last like week or two or whatever, and it reminded me of when uh, the Cavs brought in Shaq, and hmm. I remember I remember this like vividly. They uh, Tim Legler was asked on ESPN to describe like the impact Shaq is going to have. And he said, look, on one hand, Shaq is going to make life easier for everybody. He's still incredible inside. He's still a really good passer when he gets doubled and tripled and all that stuff. And he goes, but also at that stage of his career, LeBron wasn't the shooter that he is right now. So he goes, but also you put Shaq in the middle of the paint and it's really difficult to get to the basket. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, they, especially, they, uh, you know, whatever, 36-year-old Shaq or whatever it was. It was like the early stages of Photoshop. So it literally looked like they just grabbed like a, a square image of Shaq and put him in the middle of the paint. And just... <laughs> I mean, you know what else is funny is that shows the changes in the NBA, even just how different the game is, even just, you know, what was that, 12 years ago or something like that? Yeah. I mean, it shows how different the league is even eh, it wasn't, I don't think it was quite 12 years ago, but like how much the league has changed even just in the last 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, Zach, to answer your question more specifically, I mean, uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are not getting traded, but if they were, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it has to start like DeJounte Murray was, was went yeah. for three first round picks. I mean, Donovan Mitchell got, I think it was three first round picks and two. I mean, Colin Sexton was a really good prospect and Markkanen had a good year last year and is going to be an all-star probably this year. Um, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James are worth significantly more than any of those three big ish names that got traded. So, yeah. Was, and now, now the landscape of the league always changes also. So, to Anthony's point, like maybe that, maybe the market, the market, the market factors will be different also, but um, those guys would get a huge return. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I, I have an issue with continuing to go back to like, look at what Rudy Gobert got. Like we said that for a little bit, but eventually the market reset itself after the Brooklyn trade when Mikhail Prokhorov bought over there and you saw the haul that Boston got for, for those guys. Um, eventually the market's going to reset and, you know, cooler minds will, will kind of prevail here because nobody is ever getting traded if that is the market. Like that is because we've we've seen how it's gone in Minnesota and like yeah some of it's bad fit sure but we've also Rudy seen Gobert's how it's gone in Cleveland and Donovan's been great yeah but I, but like I still think like Cleveland for example right now they really need a wing and they don't have anything to go out and get that wing they they just don't have they there's have nothing not, left in the cupboard they you know have not had a wing in four years <laughs> right well they, they it hasn't this is the last time they had they a haven't competent wing. They haven't been good enough to care about not having wings, but now they actually are good enough and they need players at that position. And like Isaac Okoro is having somewhat of a bounce back season or, or a step forward season, I guess at the stage of his career. But yeah, like the, I still think that the market that was set with those two trades, um, I, I don't see that continuing forward. Well, I, I, I just can't like the league the, can't operate that way. The other without part adding it, another round to the draft. The other part of it is, you know, I said that there were there were market forces, and we should probably let Zach talk if he wants to. But uh, yeah. the market, you know, also has you know the the supply of. I mean, if there's nobody, if 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 it not, it's not happening. But if the Lakers were to decide to move one or both of those guys, they would be the best two guys available by a wide margin, unless KD is available again. Um, so that has a factor. Too, that's a factor too, right? Like the beggars can't be choosers. And if the best thing is that available is a step down from that, i.e. Rudy Gobert and, and Donovan, et cetera, that factors in too, right? There's, there's the supply and demand part of it is matters. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, I'm trying to say, if you say, if like you get way more than say two protective first round picks for both those guys, and that just increases possibly for just basketball reasons, like thinking, why don't we just trade those two pieces? Again, I understand the Lakers front office and like their complications, why they wouldn't do that. But just trying to understand from that kind of lens, do that, try to reset it, try to increase options of flexibility. Because I think a big thing that's been hindering us for the past couple of years is like, we only have like this one or two first round picks. So within that, we only can do certain things. And all these other teams have leverage to basically make moves against us. And so within this, it's like, I look at the Dodgers and how they're always having these options of flexibility and to making moves. And I feel like that helps out in their favor try to go within the kind of same kind of shadow of what the Dodgers do in a sense of just working out this flexibility and hopefully having a smarter front office who can make smart decisions instead of what they've been doing the past years. What is, yeah, what is I, a Lakers and Dodgers fan doing in Boston? Oh, my wife got into law school over here. So I got no choice. Just got to follow hmm. her. Where, where's she going? That's unfortunate. Northeastern. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not the not the lawyer part. The location part is <laughs> is unfortunate. Like, like <laughs> congratulations yeah. to your wife yes. for getting into law school. Quite the interior I, decorator and obviously the brains of the family. Yeah, um, man, you guys are immediately uh, roasting me as soon as I got on here. Dang. No. It, <laughs> hey, that's, no. That's, hey, you're that's you're, hey, you're a good looking um, dude. You're, you're doing well for yourself, I'm sure. So, uh, but on, on that front, though, regarding you know whether the Lakers would trade or why they wouldn't trade, despite knowing what the price could, what those guys could fetch. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want to, like, I think the, the relationship between LeBron and the Lakers right now and clutch specifically in the Lakers right now is about as tenuous as it's been to this point. 
And if you trade LeBron without his like asking to be traded, you take a blowtorch and piss on the ashes on that relationship. And I don't think that's something, given the way that the Lakers operate, given what they prioritize, and this is part of why I want them to go all in while LeBron is here, is because they build with stars. They attract stars. And if they if if you go out and you absolutely blowtorch your relationship with Clutch, with LeBron, um, and you make it known that, that you're willing to do that with stars, that impacts your future ability to go out and get your next star. Um, so like I think I think if if it comes down to it, and I don't think this is necessarily off of the table based on the conversations I've had, um, if it comes down to it, if the Lakers ride this out and they don't make a trade, improve this roster, and give LeBron and AD a chance at winning a, a at, at like getting into the playoffs, um, I do think this offseason, kind of quietly, LeBron would start asking, hey, what are the chances you could send me here? Mm-hmm. What could I possibly get for you guys here? How can we make this work for the both of us? Um, but without that happening, there's zero chance whatsoever the Lakers trade him. I, I, I don't think they would ever do that. Maybe AD, uh-huh. like possibly AD, because like I know da- uh, Davis has always kind of been interested in playing for Chicago. Um, you know, for LeBron, you're looking at very few more chances to win a championship here. And if you're running mate here, you're you're somebody who honestly earlier this year was the best player on the team, not not second best to LeBron. But if that guy can't stay healthy and your future, your your ability to win championships is tied to somebody who can't stay healthy, you know, do you do you say, Hey Anthony, it looks pretty nice over there in Chicago. Oh, look at New York. You are you interested in playing? Like, where else would you want to play? How can we, you know, and 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 maybe you trade AD and you get back some picks to be able to bring in uh, another star who maybe is more reliable. Um, you're not going to find a star who fits better, I don't think. But like, you know, that that's one path that maybe the Lakers could go down. But I think all of this is is significantly less likely than the Lakers just doing what it takes to at least appear like they're being competitive here with LeBron in, in, in this season. Oh, not happening. They're not trading either one of them. Um, yeah. But, and, and another part you, you mentioned, Zach, you mentioned the lack of picks and that be like, which I mean, some, some, the, the Lakers have a lot more first round picks than most people imagine sure. um, coming yeah. up. Um, but those picks were used to get Anthony Davis. And so trading those guys for picks doesn't make a ton of sense to me because the reason you want to have those picks and you want to have that flexibility is because that is the way other than the draft, but then you get into timetable stuff to have guys that are ready to like what, what everybody is clamoring for. Now you want to have that flexibility. You want to have those picks available to supplement the guys. It is the hardest thing in the NBA is to get LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And so um, the reason you want to have picks and the reason is to be able to use those picks, if you wish, to either have cr- cost-controlled young guys, hopefully rotation guys, or to be able to send them somewhere else to get somebody to supplement. Um, so have, I don't think trading those guys for a bunch of picks and then really having kind of an empty roster, I don't think it makes a lot of sense. The last part of it, too... Um... Genie Bus fired Jim for trying to build through the draft and just taking too long, right? 
Mm-hmm. So you can't fire somebody for doing that and then immediately start doing that thing. <laughs> like, there Obviously, there are other factors, but what she presented to the public was, hey, this guy's hurting the brand with how much losing they're doing on his watch. And now Jim was stupid enough to say, like, I'm, I'm going to be in the Western Conference Finals in two years, despite having won, like, 21 games the year prior. Um, like, he made it really easy to be fired, but... You know, if if Jeannie's going to stand stand up there and tell us the reason that she did that and took over took ownership of the of the Lakers there and governorship of the Lakers primary gover- governorship of the Lakers was because he was taking too long to build through the draft. You can't have LeBron and AD on your roster and then start focusing on the draft. Like that's not it's not it's not it's not consistent enough logically. But I feel like in some ways when you're talking about like the whole run with the bus or with uh, Jim Bust, he made so many incompetent decisions. I mean, even if he took the slow route, when you sign the ball, dang, you do Timothy Mozgov, like that kind of ruins kind of your reputation and perception within that. Then maybe there's another outlet where like if you actually have like say someone from like New Orleans or say someone from like the Thunder or within that kind of organization, you bring them in to actually make competent decisions and maybe they're more inclined to do the long route. I know they're very star driven and like the relevance is such a big thing with them, but just in terms of like basketball longevity and making them like a successful franchise, doesn't that make more of like a basketball sense to go about that way? You know, the, the teams that do that though, um, that blow it up have to, the mm-hmm. teams that blow it up are the ones that are like Utah, they right? They have like, the option of the, the like, going like Utah, out like we have no money. We have a bunch of good players, but we're not good enough to win anything. Mm-hmm. We may win 48, 50, 55 games every regular season. And we just get blown out in the playoffs because we're just not good enough. Those kind of teams. Like I would, I would say Chicago probably should do that now. Cause like once, once a team cycle reaches the end of its life, life cycle um that's when you you blow it up and there are also teams like uh okc where they don't have a chance to they have to build through the draft because that's the only chance they have to get someone like lebron or like anthony davis Mm -hmm. because nobody's going to sign there sure so i I think that that um that pathway makes less sense um for the lakers specifically probably for the lakers more than anybody else it makes the least amount of sense yeah. Mm-hmm. The 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 iron the irony here though, Zach, to your point, the thing that I think I am most confident in the Lakers' ability to do it right now is draft. Mm-hmm. Their 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 scouting department is amongst the best in the league. And mm-hmm. the idea that the Lakers would never build through the draft while they have this scouting department as consistent as it's been where they've been drafting. And even when they had opportunities to draft like higher in the draft. Like Lonzo before he got hurt was having a really good like he was arguably one of the best if not like the best shooter in the NBA last year just in terms of statistically speaking. Um, Julius Randle has won uh, a, a what was it most improved player? Yeah, he, he was uh, all award. NBA also two years ago. Yeah, and um, you know Brandon Ingram also most improved player. You have Josh Hart out there playing important roles on really good teams. Larry Nance Jr. Same well. thing. Jordan Clarkson, six man of the year. Like you aforementioned Kuz. Yeah, Kuz, uh champ champion with the Lakers. Yeah, Alex Caruso, champion with the Lakers. Like, like yeah, I mean that's the other part attractive. of it. Reeves and Alex Caruso, the Lakers have found guys that were not, yeah. you know, well thought of. Also, I mean, it's going back a couple of years, but uh 
Zoo uh, was a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, and Larry Nance, like the mm-hmm. Lakers have the Lakers have found guys. The Lakers have drafted well and have found guys, you know, that were either so, in the G League somewhere else, et cetera. Yes. So that's that's why I would understand why fans would be like, hey, why aren't we using that more? And the answer but, to that is because, because you can get LeBron because, because they've been the Lakers big, have LeBron <laughs> and Anthony Davis and yeah. like and OKC needs 17 chances to try to get Victor Weminyama, right? Or Philly needed, look, Philly did the Philly did this, right? With the process. And of all of the process, all of those picks that they have, the only one that the only thing they have to show for it is Joel Embiid. I mean, Ben Simmons, yes, kind of, but like Joel Embiid, that's all they have to show for it. So on this on this point too, so Ben and then I think I'm did. saying that right. They also passed on Tatum. That was a magic thing. Like that was not a scouting department thing. That was they a magic on thing. Tatum. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was but, magic wanted a point guard. So did, and, so did, so did Philly, by the way. I yeah. mean, right. We can do that. You can do this all day. Mm-hmm. All right. How many teams um, passed on pick, like pick whichever, how many teams passed on Giannis? How many teams passed on Steph? How many teams passed on Kawhi? Like how many teams passed on Paul George? We can do this over and over. Yeah. All right, Zach. Uh, thank you very much for the questions and, and the comments that I, I appreciate it. Three for three, Aaron. Yeah. Um, good luck. Good luck to you <laughs> and uh, in, in Boston, you and wife yes. in Boston. Yeah. Shouts to the ficus. All right. Um, we have a few more here. Um, again, I, I want to make sure I'm I'm saying this name correctly. Aratum? 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 Are you there? You're muted. Yeah. He was having, or this person was having some technical difficulties, so I'm going to go ahead and, and go on over to Kadeem. Uh, Kadeem Gaines, how you doing, bud? What's up, fellas? How you doing? Hey. Uh, I like the hoodie. Okay. Love. Oh yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Hey, Aaron. Uh, yes, sir. I want to say, uh, Jimmy G ain't it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this I is your weekly reminder, brother. Yes, sir. Every, every Sunday I look forward to those. I work with a 49er fan and now he, he looks forward to, uh, seeing you tweet those too. So <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that Jimmy G ain't it. Jimmy G and, ain't hey, it. That dude didn't cost Anthony, me two Super Bowls. Anthony, hey, the, the Minnesota Vikings, bro. Hey, we don't have to hey. talk about him. I know, man. I, I look. I'm, I'm gonna. I'll just keep it like. <laughs> At least the y'all. colors are right. Yeah, the colors are right. The colors. <laughs> Literally, are why right. I'm a Vikings fan. That's that's exactly that right? why. Okay. Yeah, no. When I was when I was really young, I that's thought they crazy. were like cousins to the Lakers, which like kind of not not necessarily not true. Um, right, because of where the Lakers too, yeah. came from. Right. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, so. I hear you. Uh, so I'll be brief. I don't want to keep you guys long. Uh, I'm a big fan, Anthony. I just want to say uh, I listen to the lowdowns. I I, I go to work super early, so. Uh, oh, yeah. You're the first podcast I listen to every morning. So, uh, thank you very much. Big Kadeem, I appreciate no it. No doubt, man. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I just want to say, uh, I, I, I don't want to get Aaron in any trouble for uh, tampering. <laughs> nah, I, you, you know, got it. Come on. You got it. I'll be <laughs> you careful. Can talk to me. Just All like right, pretend, so, you, pretend you're I'll, looking I'll be, this I'll be way. Careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, okay, yeah, yeah, my yeah. IQ goes up. I think I've told this story before, but um, in a previous life, I uh, worked with somebody that uh, is gay but was not out. Right. And, um, he used to always say that when he had to say things, he was in broadcasting when he had to say things, but not, um, not make it obvious because he was not ready to come out yet for whatever reason. Right. That when he got faced with things that might get him saying something, his IQ went up a certain number of points. (laughs) So when I have to (laughs) dance around, not tampering, my IQ goes up. So we're good. I got you. So, okay. So the Bogdanovich is that, if I said his name wrong, you know, yep, well, which one? So, which one? Bogdan- the Atlanta one or Detroit? Detroit? The one in okay. Detroit. Detroit. Okay. So, Boyan. 
Boyan. So Boyan uh, is rumored to be, you know, associate or one of the people that the Lakers may be interested in. But we saw today that, or I saw today that um, they're wanting uh, a first round pick plus a young prospect in return. Uh, with his age, do you guys see that really being a realistic option for the Lakers? Like, like, would you give a first round pick plus a young, like, I don't know, Kendrick Nunn or, you know, I, I wouldn't want to punt on Max Christie whenever we're starting to see like, you know, some, some positive signs, but what, what would you guys do as far as a trade for, uh, for uh, Bogdanovich? Well, I'll, I'll handle this more specifically because when it comes to a specific player, that's where right, Aaron right. has to be a little careful. But right, 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 right. Um, so the reason, so the last the last caller Zach was asking like why the Lakers wouldn't trade uh, LeBron and AD for more yeah. chances for the scouting department do to do what they're really really good at. But I think the most the 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 easiest way or the best way for a really good scouting department to operate in a franchise that has a timeline that is very much win now is to supply that that front office with guys who you can turn into players like Boyan Bogdanovich. And yeah, I I also really like Max Christie's Max Christie's game. Um I I like how willing a shooter he is. He's the type of player I I think you want to eventually like just replicate over and over and over again as, as a role player. I really like Christie, but if Detroit came to me and said, Hey, you can have Boyan for Pat Bev and uh I think it would take none to and Max Christie plus that plus that first rounder, a protected first rounder, uh, I would I would happily do that. He Absolutely. he checks so many boxes. Right. Like he is he is an incredible shooter. Right. Uh, I, I think last night after the after the Heat game, I was talking with Raj and Sabrina on the post game show. Yeah, and um, I went back and I found all the yeah, examples yeah, yeah. Yeah, of I, I, times yeah, that Lakers. <laughs> yeah, Five, Lakers. Three, have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened three times. Um, yeah. I think Bojan Bogdanovic has done it in quarters, not full yeah. games, quarters more than That's three right, times yeah. this season. So uh, yeah, I, I he's exactly the kind of play him Kuz. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what other wings become available, but those are the types of players. And look to the Lakers front office's credit. And I don't say this often, um, the types of players that they have been kind of rumored to be interested in are wings. So it, 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 it at least shows that they have identified that weakness in the roster and, and are trying to pursue that. I, I personally though, like I like Max Christie. He just, he doesn't max match up with the with the timeline right, with and the, the time, scouting yeah. department has been able to find players well easy enough to to replicate what what he brings to the table. So right. to answer your Kadeem, to answer your question, um I drill really, I do I love his game. Um I do think he would be a good fit. Um if he can shoot the hell out of the ball, he can operate Underrated a little passer. bit out of the pick and, he can operate out of the pick and roll a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um he can attack closeouts. I mean he's not gonna guard you a whole bunch. Um right, right, I right. think Detroit uh, he and Detroit agreed to that extension, I think partially um, to up his value in trade. Right. Um, because yep. if he signed for a couple more years, if he has the extension, because he would have been an unrestricted free agent after this year. Um, so uh, next year he's guaranteed at 20. The year after he has a non-guarantee, um, which gives you a little bit more flexibility uh, as it relates to cap space. But look, part of the calculation for the Lakers is the opportunity cost of encumbering cap space 
for right. this coming off season when the Lakers will have now the free agent class isn't great. Um, one of the names that we've been talking about uh, a bit here <laughs> this evening um, looks like he's going to be a free agent. Um, there's a few other, you know, names um, depending on what happens in Indiana. Miles Turner might be an unrestricted free agent. Kyrie might be an unrestricted free agent. So, but it, it's not like a, a great crop of free agents. Right. So that's one of the things you have to watch. And the Lakers would only have about 30, $35 million in, in cap. Right. Like it's not enough to go out and reshape your roster. It, right. I, no, I, I've is. always kind of rolled, I've rolled my eyes constantly at this notion of cap space. It is, it is, it is enough. And here's why. Because you have one of the things, one of the complaints of the Russell Westbrook trade. Look, Russ has been, has played how he's played, right? And he's not been, he's not been good. But one of the complaints was turning three decent to good to very good role players into that one piece. Right. So the, that that cap space allows you to undo that. Are you going to spend, you know, 13, 14, 15 twice? Are you going to break it up 10, 10, 12? Do right. you want to do all 32 or 33 or 34, whatever it ends up being based on what the cap number comes in at? It gives you optionality. So it isn't the cost of doing a move like that or for anybody that has money going forward. Yes, it is whatever it would cost to go get them. You mentioned the first round pick um, and whatever players it would, it would cost if they want a young player with upside, the right. cost of that. But the other cost is maybe what you're missing out on by having that cap space. That cap right. space can also be used in the summer in trade with theoretically a third first round pick if you want it to absorb somebody. So and I'm not saying that he would not be that I, I would be against trading for him. I'm not saying that right. at all. But I, what I am saying is part of the consideration is that eating into the cap space for next summer, right? In addition to whatever it would cost to get him, right? For sure. I uh, let me uh, one thing. I, I'll leave you guys with this. I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, no, nah, you like good? I said, I, I'm, Come on, I'm, you I'm good? Just a big fan, man. This is dope. Uh, I love the way that the team is competing. Like I really like. Literally, maybe a week ago, I thought they might have abandoned ship like you know whenever ad went down it kind of just seemed like you know it, it was a little bleak but uh man last what? night no no really... no it, it didn't seem that way it was it was <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna yeah, be honest I'm, I'm, i will yeah. be honest with you there, i've been recording people... every day since that time trust me it yeah, was there, there were people there were people <laughs> in the building there were people in the building that be... felt that way also right i was trying to be a little i don't know but yeah it, it was it was rough but um just seeing the way that they compete uh i just want i just want them to give these guys, like, it's not every day that you have LeBron James on your team. You don't have Anthony Davis on your team. And the fact that Van Gundy even questioned, like, is uh, AD uh, a Hall of Famer? And, you know, just thinking That's about nonsense. what he did before he ever nonsense. even stepped on the NBA court, like what he did at Kentucky. And then this yep. guy has a gold medal. And then he's the first overall pick. And then, you know, just anyways. But those guys and are a champion. And a bunch of all-NBAs. Right. All-star. The whole thing. But, um when you have those kind of guys on the roster, I would just love for us to try to make some move. And I, I don't think we need anything crazy. Like these guys compete so well. Um, like lately, you know what I mean? Like I, it, we're right there. The West is just, is all over itself. Like, you know, last night we, we gained ground just because so many people in front of us lost. I would love to see the front office just do something. Even if it's minor, I, I would love to see it. So Kadeem, I think that's the biggest point. I think that's the biggest point that that can be taken away from this show or this season to this point. 
the Lakers aren't nearly as far away as as we thought heading into the season right. or during parts of the season. Like they beat Milwaukee, they went to overtime against Boston, they beat Miami last night without LeBron and right. without AD. They have not like they've been blown out a couple times, especially more recently since AD has gone down. But before AD went down, they had been blown out maybe once or twice. It was more often than not that they were losing games by like seven or so points than it was they were losing by 14 or 15 points. Um, th- this 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 league this year, it, it's like we said to start the show. Um, I call it mediocrity. I, I, I say that more as like relative mediocrity where there right. isn't a great team out there. There isn't some bo- like some absolute buzzsaw that the Lakers have to avoid at all costs that that team doesn't exist right now. And, and I think, yeah, just, just get, just make this roster make a little bit more sense. Just go out and get a wing or two instead of the 73 point guards that the Lakers have right now. Just go get a wing. Hey, look, we know, we know the price. The Lakers have the assets to pay the price that you're talking about. It like, like, yeah. like the, even, even if like Detroit is being ridiculous, or even if Indiana is being ridiculous, which by the way, like we kept on getting those reports that Indiana and Miles Turner were working on an extension, and that just felt so much like trade posturing to me. He's like, "We'll do it. We'll sign yeah, this guy. You know, yeah, you hate we, this guy. <laughs> yeah, this twenty-six-year-old center. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it. <laughs> one, one more thing, Kadeem, on 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 the the one thing that that does now and previously gave me. Hope, I guess, is the word I would use about the team letting go of the rope. I think that was that was one of the reasons that I was I thought, and he hasn't played well either, but I thought the Pat Bev trade was very important. And I think it was um I thought it I thought it was a home run at the time. He hasn't played well, but one of the reasons I was so in favor of it is because he is a guy that one would not be afraid of LeBron. And would not be afraid of, you know, and with losing uh, Jared Dudley and with losing Jason right. Kidd, those were two of the guys that could kind of pull on LeBron's cape a little bit. Right. And Pat Bev is not afraid of that. And teams that Pat Bev are is on or are on inherently take on some of his personality. Yeah. And Pat Bev Minnesota is not gonna, misses it a lot. Like Minnesota Pat Bev's misses gonna, him a lot. Yes. I, I don't think it, I mean, yes, Rudy Gobert is not good for uh, chemistry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Neither but, is Cat, um, if we're being honest. But, but they do miss Pat Bev. They miss his leadership and they miss the that attitude and that aggression and that effort. Right. And even when Pat Bev is not playing well, he's going to give you what he's got and he's going to yell at you if you're not given what he thinks you should be giving. Yeah. So like he, he went at Mark Jackson last night. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. No, you're good. You're good. So I think I think that is kind of like anybody a, who does that is good in my book. Anybody who <laughs> yells at Mark Jackson is like I think I think stand that's kind up of individual a, to me. And yeah. underthought of um you know, bonus of having him, you know, one of the reasons why I liked, I really liked the Pat Beftra. I still like it because THT, well, whatever, we, we don't need to yeah. do that. But, um, I, I think that um, Pat Bev has been a big factor despite him not playing well. He's played well recently. He's shot well. He shot the ball well recently. Um, I think he's been a big factor in like right when it looked like it was going to slip away. Yeah. He said, no, we're not. No, not on a team I'm on. Yeah, I, I think I think there's definitely something to that. I would still like to see him traded for Boyan Bogdanovich. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Hey, or Kuz. I know, I, I know you guys mentioned that earlier, but I mean, Kuz would be nice, also, man. I, even though you know the contract situation, that's still I, either one of those guys. Sign me up, man. A, a guy that's 
you know, taller than six three, six one. You know, I it's I, I swear it, I'll leave you guys with this. So my son and I watch the games, and he's six one. He's taller than I am, and uh, I tell him all the time, I'm like. Those guys on the court, the, that backcourt, they're as tall as you are. You know, just for yeah, just for hope, just for inspiration. You know, like how, how old is he? He is sixteen, sophomore. Mm. Just played a basketball game today. So uh, basketball. How do you do? Sport. How do you do, fellas? Uh, that well or that poorly? Yeah, I was gonna say that okay, could go so, in a couple different directions. So he, so he <laughs> I remember that from well. my dad. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he, individually, he does well. Uh, it's a, it, but it's a team sport. I'll just put sure. it like that. Yeah, sport. absolutely. It's All right. Team sport. <laughs> hey, I appreciate this. So Kadeem's out here shitting on his son's team. Kadeem said, "Can we get my son some help, please?" I don't care how many first round picks. Can we trade the Can we trade the twenty-seven and twenty-nine pick for some help for? Kadeem's son. Like, that you're talking about. <laughs> Anthony, that you're always joking about. I literally am like, is that eighth grader? He's close. That eighth grader is close. He's got to be around here somewhere. I swear, man. We get you him guys on my killed. His mom is right here. Like, what, what are they talking about? So, guys, <laughs> hey, I really, I appreciate this so much, man. I really do, man. I, I, I appreciate all the content. And, uh, man, just keep, just keep being great, man. I, I really do enjoy this, man. You guys, every Friday, I look forward to it. Like I said, I listen to every, uh, lounge uh and then uh harrison is hilarious i love when you three are together because it's like three of the complete just crazy personalities man i love it yeah man. i really biggest do. idiots on the on the internet yeah i agree, <laughs> hey, I, agree. I, hey, I didn't say that <laughs> i didn't say all that. right man thank <laughs> you very much you, Kadeem, for hopping on absolutely thank you chatting with you guys. us yes sir all right, so we're going to go. We have uh we have three more people on here okay. that i haven't tried before um I'm 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 sorry if I do, if I see that your devices aren't connected on my end it may it gives me pause so I'm going to go to B Grim here first, um, <laughs> Carrie and Doe if you guys could get your devices connected whether that's your mic or your camera, um, that would be more ideal. So B Grim, how, how you doing, buddy? You taking a nap? You got a little nap going? Or? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's late. Uh, it's, I'm not I guess this the... really is the Lakers lounge, huh? Yeah. Come, yeah what are you? I, I'm on the I'm on the East Coast. That's why. Okay. It is. Oh, we got I'm, I'm one hour fan? behind you. I'm. I'm in jammies. I'm. We're doing. We're doing, very we're doing tired. We got another Boston Lakers fan. What are we doing here? No, stop, stop. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I. I listen to Anthony. I'm really. I'm really just. I'm more familiar with you, but I know you guys from. Uh, from Pete, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, uh, Anthony, dude, dude, you're great, man. You got like you. You're like. I feel like you still want to be the original. Uh, like Lakers Twitter people kind of out there, but uh, I am indeed old. He's, I am definitely, definitely out old. there too. <laughs> stop, dude. What are you like? You're like no. 33 or something, bro. Stop. <laughs> a little older. But no, I, I thank you very much for, for, for the kind words, man. It, it, it has been like, I, I remember when I was coming up and actually just the other day, I saw the announcement that I made to my family and friends on Facebook. Like, Hey, I'm going to try sports writing. I'm going to do uh, this. Back in, back in 2015 and it took like five years to get my first paycheck <laughs> so, so like, yeah like you're so, like your first generation immigrant child you're not a doctor or a lawyer yeah so my uh but yeah it was it's been really cool like watching harrison grow up in this stuff and watching pete take off the way that he has darius um yeah it's been it's been it's been a blast watching this whole little thing go around us and then continue to sprout out with some insanely talented and really smart people that are that are coming up behind us just absolutely bearing down on us from from like right in our rear views yeah yeah it's um it's it's 
it's good and it's it's nice to have too when uh you know the the team you know when things are good everything you're listening to you, you know it's it's easy to listen to um but when you you know when the the ups and downs are are happening um you know it's it's good having having real like you know people who you know are are kind of have been in it for the long haul and haven't you know haven't really left or, or changed up too much if that makes sense how much did yeah. Anthony Venmo you for this? <laughs> <laughs> not, not enough. Not I enough. sent him one of my, I sent him my eighty-five inch TV. Like it's, it's on, it's on the way. There you um, go. No, but All right. okay. yeah, so, I, I think the, I think the key there, like to what you're kind of talking about, is like, and I think the, the, the part of this that I enjoy the most is the community aspect of it. This notion that, like, yeah, the Lakers might suck. The Lakers might be blow, getting blown out, but I'm on online with thousands of other people who were sitting there watching that same game, just as frustrated as I am. And then the count, the other part of that, when they won the championship, right? Uh, you know, you go through the down years that you went through for doing that. That season, you lose Kobe and and you lose basketball for a while, right? You lose that. You know, there was nothing really going in in, in Lakers fans' favor and sports fans, the world's favor there for a while. And you go through that and as a community to come out on the other side of that with a championship, like that was incredibly special. And, and that's why, you know, I, I really want to see this community kind of rewarded for sticking with this team and with the frustrations that come with this team over the last couple seasons, because I know there are so many people, my numbers indicate there are so many people who are still listening, still downloading, still subscribing despite the state of the Lakers right now, it's, it's actually insane. My boss talks about it all the time. It's legitimately insane how loyal Lakers fans are. You sound it's like awesome. a Kings fan. Huh? You sound like a Kings fan. Are you going to tell us light the beam next? Dude, <laughs> did you hear that the other night? Did you hear, like, did you hear when, when fought or no, when Herter made that, that three? Oh, it was yeah. like a no, Tuesday place, night. It was like a, t- <laughs> a Tuesday night and they broke speakers. At this point, I have been to every NBA arena, and um, I mean, Arco used to get cracking. Oh Golden One yeah. Center, I've been, I don't know, six times or something like that, and has not been that way. But yeah, they've stopped. Arco used to get cracking, and it sounded like now Golden One Center is with, you know, Oracle and Chase and, and uh, the Rosa, well, not the Rose Garden, the Moda Center, mm-hmm. OKC, like as far as the loudest buildings in the league, like that was something when, uh, when when they won that game yeah sacramento and by the way i'm not i'm not a huge kings fan but uh (laughs) they've been riding through some tough times and i do like that that stupid beam i think is pretty cool i'm gonna try to find that that did you guys did you guys know that all four california teams have never made the playoffs in the same year wow it could it sounds about right it's in it's 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 in the it's in in play discussion it's in the discussion if the lakers can trade for boyan it's in play what, what about the Clippers too? I I'm sick of the Clippers stuff, man. Like Kawhi, Kawhi plays less than AD. And you don't hear a word about it. I, I we hear stuff about it. Like I, the no, only reason in, in LA, I don't know if you do nationally. In LA, you do. The only do reason you? the Clippers yeah. aren't considered like, from the local like people. The, what's yeah. that? Yeah, like from it's, the local it's, it's, LA it's a people. Story. It becomes oh. a story. I think it's a story more in LA than it is nationally. It should well, be a bigger story nationally, though. I think I think it would be a bigger story nationally if more people cared about the Clippers. Nobody that's cares awesome. about that's the part Clippers. of it too. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like they, they could. Yeah. 
like all these conversations on on shows like uh, it's not the jump anymore. I forget what it is, what what it is now. But like in, on all of those shows, those conversations are based on what are what's going to get people to listen to this conversation. Of course, and and uh, they could have conversations about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George not being available. But most people would be like, yeah, that they're they're Paul George. They're yeah, you may as Kawhi well. It's Leonard. the Clippers. You may as well be talking about the Nuggets or the Cavs or yeah. Minnesota or Memphis. Yeah, I mean. They say, uh, you know, all the all the podcasts, the, the ones that covered the NBA nationally, you know, people complained and they make fun of themselves. Why do we always talk about the Warriors and the Lakers? Well, because the NBA is about the Warriors and the Lakers. It, well, even more specifically, it's about Steph and LeBron. Them and it was a little about of the Nets. They're them doing whining about covering the Lakers probably gets more listens than them actually analyzing another team. Like, think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As yeah, as annoying as annoying as point. it is to listen to them, like <laughs> like whine about having to talk about you know a team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it, um, that conversation, that annoying conversation, probably is more popular than the vast majority of conversations about yeah, every other team in the NBA. Yeah, of course it is. What are we going to talk about the Rockets? <laughs> no, I think you're right though about about the Clippers and and about Kawhi and the Clippers. A lot of people thought that. I mean, they do have an incredibly deep roster. They have a really good roster. Um, a lot of people had them as their their preseason favorites to win the title. I, I just I don't want to hear it. Like you, you, I, they may have, have as good of a top end to do it, that. We'll say that again. You you have to be out of your mind to have said that even at the beginning. Well, uh, it's crazy. Look, and even the roster is great. Ty Lue, Ty Lue, Ty Lue said this. He's like, I I need I want my guys for fifteen games in a row. I don't know what we have. I want my guys for fifteen games in a row. Like in the thought of what the, that's what like a uh, fifth of the NBA season, he wants you know, uh, like a, a one between one fifth and one sixth, and he is just begging for his guys to all be available for a fifth of the NBA season to see what he has. Like when when Kawhi and Paul George play ten games in a row together, like wake me up then. Until then, right. I'm not buying it. Right? Yeah, that's that's. That's how I feel. It's funny that you say they like how no one cares about them. It's almost like here in New York, um, you know, again, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. So I, I pay a little bit of attention to the Knicks. But like even when Brooklyn is doing is doing good, like now, you don't we really don't hear much about it. Care. It's yeah. always like, you know, it's they're like, you know, the, the Knicks, the baseball and the offseason. And the two football teams are getting way more coverage than the Nets no, right now. No and like the, the Nets are a legit title contender. And no everywhere that has two here. teams in every sport, everywhere that has two teams, there is a little brother that nobody cares about. Nobody cares about the Anaheim Ducks. Nobody cares about the Clippers. Nobody cares about the White Sox. Nobody cares about the Jets. No one cares about the Mets, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, dude, no, you'd be surprised. That's what I'm saying. The the Jets and well, that's a different conversation. No, no, no. football is going to get more coverage than basketball. What, what I'm saying, in relative to the the big brothers, the Giants, no one cares about the Jets. Relative to the Yankees, no one cares about the Mets. I don't know about that, dude. I Ooh. might, I might have to fight you on that one. I don't know about that. Well, no, well are you a fan of the team that he mentioned? Is well, yeah, yeah, but they. <laughs> are you a Jets fan? You're yeah, a Mets fan. Jets and Mets. <laughs> Jets and Mets. All right. The Jets, so, it's horrible with with Wilson. We'll, it's horrible. We'll see. We'll see what happens here with the Mets because their owner is spending. You know, so so like I I I don't know. They'll they'll never be as popular as the Yankees. They'll never drive the conversation the way the Yankees do. But if they go out there, like the Yankees haven't won a, a World Series since I 
the early oh, nine. 2000s? Oh, nine. Okay, so yeah, late, late uh, 2000s. Um, it's been more than a decade. If the Mets can go out there, they spent like crazy this year. Like, Wait, did this they though? Is... What, who, what, who's the shortstop? Is it Carlos? Oh, who's I guess Correa hasn't happened, huh? Yeah, like, he's yeah, they, agreed with the Giants Correa. and the Mets and nobody. Yeah. What's going on? But anyway, like the, the point that I, I'm trying to make is that like, and it's the same with the Clippers. It's the same. The Clippers with could win the next the 10 Nets. NBA titles and it's still a Lakers city, period. No, it, it'll still be a Lakers city, but they'll become more of the national conversation. Like that, that's how that works, you know? And, and, and I think for all of the, the little brother teams, it, the more success you have, the more, it's just like, like actual little brothers. I don't know if you guys have little brothers. I do. But I remember when my little brother, Andrew started beating me the first time he beat me one-on-one, I was like, oh shit, I guess I have to try now. Like, well, damn, that, this sucks. That, that can't. That that couldn't have been that hard for him to do though. When I've seen the Euro step, we've Euro all seen stumble. the Euro step. <laughs> Euro stumble. I swear I haven't always been this this round. This is a clip I was talking about. Listen to listen to this. This is okay. nuts. Back out the box, blow game, short, loose again. Herder for the lead. Unreal. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible. Oh yeah, that building gets cracking. Yeah. Apparently, um, Arco. All right, uh, bigger. What's your? Is it Brian? Is it? No, no, Bradley? it's a, it's a, a Brad. Bradley. All right. So, uh, any any other questions or comments before we I, all get out of here? Yeah, I guess we'll we'll do a one Lakers one. Um, who of the? If we had to lose, you guys were kind of touching on this, but if we had to lose, like, or how about this way? If we had to keep one of the small guards, so like. Schroeder, Westbrook, Pat Bev, um, Lonnie. Yeah, Lonnie. Who who would you keep out of out of? If you have you just got to keep. You can only keep one. Are you talking about this four. season or going forward? For for this, uh, I think I my answer to both season, is still this Lonnie. season. If we if we want to keep one in the rotation for this season, who would it be? Uh, Lonnie is is my answer this season yeah, moving forward. I think he's the most he's the most talented player there. He's bigger than the other guys. He's more athletic. Um, I actually think like I would really like to see a lineup where he's the the primary. Well, not like not even primary ball handler because he'd be playing next to LeBron. But I would like to see him at point guard next to Reeves with LeBron, and then if AD is healthy, cool. Um, you know, and, and, you know, either you play another center there or you play another wing or whatever, but I would like to see Lonnie as the starting point guard next to LeBron. He, he, like the, the, he's not equation is there. Hmm? He's point guard size, but he's not a point guard. Well, sure. You don't need a point guard next to LeBron though. Like they had KCP starting next to LeBron when they won a championship. But but here's the thing. If you can only keep one, the guy whose skill is least replicable is, is Schroeder. Yeah. yeah, I've I've watched that movie before. We're good. I <laughs> I saw the ending of that movie, yeah, but but like I guess that's fair. Like if you if Schroeder is willing to come off of the bench, then yeah, like I think I think he makes a lot of sense. Um, but in as, but in Brad's scenario, there's only one of those guys on the roster. Well, there's no way that this is going to end with only one guy on the roster. Like that's almost impossible. Take it yeah, up, no, take no, it up just, with lounging Brad in his question. Huh? Yeah, I know, I, I know. I'm just, just, I, like, I, I feel like we can't we can't keep going with all of these small players and 
um, absolutely you know, be, be competitive against serious teams like the the title team from uh, 1920. I mean, we, we didn't have a lot of small guys playing heavy minutes like this at all. Mm-hmm. Rondo. But but not Rondo was, you know, he wasn't, you know, I remember 20 plus minutes a game every night. In the in the regular season, he played a little less than that. In the play in the playoffs, he was playing a bigger role, but that's because he was playing well enough to to own that role. And I think more yeah, importantly, and Rondo, like, Rondo's kind of like one of a kind. I mean, that guy's a you know he's like a borderline Hall of Fame type guy. He's close. You know what I mean? I think he probably I, I think he probably he's, is a Hall of Famer. He's probably. close. Like he he's right on that. I, I yeah, like like Rondo's I, legit. You know, like Rondo's better than all those guys. Oh, Westbrook. He led the league in assists a handful of times. Has two titles. I think he's, he's I don't right there. I don't think it's a coincidence, though, that Rondo really took off um, in the bubble when he wasn't playing next to Avery Bradley. Like, not playing next to Avery Bradley and having two really tiny another, people. Another, another small guard that played a bunch yeah. in that season. Yeah, like, but that, that's what I mean. Is is And that's to your point, Bradley, that like this is a group right now that keeps on playing at least two really small guards at all times. And and I, I, I would much rather, and Aaron and I disagree on this, but I would much rather play, you know, the Troy Browns of the world winning Gabriel. I would like to see get more minutes. I would like to see guys at their actual position rather than trying to to fit Schroeder or, or, or trying to convince myself that Patrick Beverly is a three and D wing. Wait, what? What are trying we to convince what do we, myself? Wait, hold that, on. What do, what do we disagree on? The point that I'm making that like you you would rather see the multi guard lineups than than the the wings that I talk about because the guards that are in that in those multi guard lineups are better players than the wings who would be replacing them. Am I misrepresent? No, I, been- I mean no, no. I think that's I think yes. I think that Pat Beverly and Dennis Schroeder are better than Wendon Gabriel and Troy Brown. Yes. Yeah. That, that part but is I, true. To me, I don't care. I would rather. I do like think. They- I do think some of the the combinations need to be reworked though <laughs> i love so, the look that you get like especially especially now that you can't just sip cognac like <laughs> <laughs> i love the i love the look that you make when you're like i'm about to say something that i'm gonna pay for <laughs> i do think i do think the combinations could be reworked but i you're correct i do think the smaller guys are are generally better than the bigger guys yeah but yeah, i don't I, think I, they're I, better I, at the be- the bigger positions than the bigger guys are that's the difference. I think that's an important qualifier. So yeah. everybody, everybody healthy, your starting five would be. Because then you get then everybody into the question if AD when AD is healthy again. Thomas Bryant has been fantastic. Yeah, like, I, I so starting I LeBron, go, LeBron playing the three kind of worries like full time concerns me. Well, you're saying start, right? That's not. Yeah, no, I'm asking you. Game. That's why I'm saying, like, if you're going to start if Thomas Bryant and a, if TB and AD are both starting, then LeBron's playing three, and I don't know if that's the best thing for. A third yeah, I, I don't. It's either it's either Thomas Bryant starting next to AD, um, with Lonnie Austin, LeBron, and AD, or I would go Lonnie Austin, Troy Brown. I mean, ideally, it's Bojan, right? So ideally, it's it's. Lonnie Austin, Boyan Kuz, whatever wing that the Lakers go out and get, LeBron and AD. Um, that I think is actually like it's it's one of the best lineups in the league. I think you're a little team. thin on creation there, but you, but you have LeBron. <laughs> yeah, but it's LeBron. Like, yes, it's like but the no, Avengers yes, thing. Like but, we have we have all LeBron, this. Stuff. It's like yes, we have a okay, LeBron. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but you, in in this scenario, 
right? LeBron is no longer a full-time point guard. A couple years ago, he was. He is no longer a full-time point guard. So asking LeBron to play three full-time and guard Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, and asking him to play point guard on offense is a lot. Well, that's why I'd rather get Kuz to, to instead of Boyan. Um, because I think I trust Kuz more in that match. Neither of those guys are doing anything whatsoever to slow down Tatum. Kuz is a better or defensive player. Or whatever. Like, Kuz is a better like defensive a, player, and he's also yeah. bigger. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, again, ideally, you go you go, Lonnie, Austin, Kuz, LeBron, and AD. Like, that, that I think, would be the closing lineup. That'd be the starting lineup that I would go with. I could understand that, that's them. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I could understand them maybe starting, um, you know, Pat in that group if he's still there, uh, you know, just for defensive purposes and identity purposes. Like, Pat is the kind of point guard who, sh- like, historically plays well next to LeBron. Like, he's... he's, he's now, that, now that he's shooting the ball again. Yeah, yeah like, if he's, if he's a spot-up shooter and he plays well defensively, then that's the kind of de- point guard that you want next to LeBron anyway. And then if you have a you know Schroeder coming off of your bench, um, then then I think that rotation starts to make a lot of sense. It, it's just right now they have to play so small so often because so much of the talent is all at the guard spots um, that I think it 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 really tightens those margins for error. I do like as I've said before, I do like Pat starting, and the reason I like Pat starting is because he is a dude that is going to hound and make life or attempt to make life miserable for opposing lead ball handlers. He will pick you up 94 feet and to start the game, it can set a tone to start the game that frustrates the other team and gets them into their sets later. <laughs> so. Although I will say he, 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 he sometimes crosses that line from productive frustration for the Lakers. Oh, absolutely. Counterproductive. I agree. Frustration I agree. He also he pisses he also off the other fouls, guys, and Bojan scores. He also fouls ninety-two <laughs> feet from the basket a little too much yeah. for my taste, but yeah, yes. Um, all right, Bradley. Well, I'm going to get to one more. Carrie's uh, been waiting here all this time, so thank you very much, Appreciate Bradley, Brad. for the kind Wait, words and, and the questions. I appreciate keep, it. Keep up the good I, work. I don't know if that Venmo is going to clear, but you did your work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Carrie. Uh, I'm a little nervous here, and actually, it's not even. It's not even letting me add Carrie here because the devices aren't connected. So, Carrie, you're going to need to have to connect either a microphone. Well, you're going to have to connect a microphone at yeah, the very this least. This is an audio this, medium. This is an audio. I need to hear you. Smoke signals to yeah. to, to talk this through. Um, uh, it, so long as that doesn't appear to be happening, I think we're we're calling it quits on this. this I think we're fun. good. It was fun. I think we went what five for five. Like it was fun. Good good listener content and. Normally, it's me and you yelling at each other. Nobody yelled at me. Nobody yelled at you. This is is weird, honestly. Like to not be yelled at online is is weird. I'm gonna go talk to my wife, and she'll yell at me to to like normalize this situation. I'm gonna go. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, that is going to do it here for the Lakers Lounge tonight. If you enjoyed this, uh, I am. I think I'm gonna start bringing this as a more regular part of yeah, the Lakers lounge. I think um, we should do this. It's good. It wouldn't be a lounge if it was just Aaron and I talking it to each other. So, um, no, that, we call that, that the hook. Yeah. We call that the hook. It's the hook. 16 hours. Or, yeah, it's the hook. It's, it's what happens when we're not live or whatever. Um, 
so yeah, this is, I think, going to be a regular thing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in the way that you did. Thank you for the questions, the comments, all of that. We did, I guess, get a couple. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to knock out a couple of these questions here. Okay. That came in from the comment section. Um, James Johnson asks, non-basketball, have a question for Chef Larsoul. All right. You're having a get-together. You're cooking. What's your go-to dish, sides and all? Um, depends on the, yeah, let me read it. Cause it depends on the, um, let's the say it's for the list, Super Bowl. How big of a guest list it is. So we'll go Super Bowl with 15 people. All right. So the, so something that's good for that amount of people, two, two things that are really good for that, for 15 people or more, um, like a taco bar. I'll do a, I'll do, uh, some, crispy shrimp tacos with a slaw, uh, carne asada tacos, chicken tacos. And then you can kind of have all of, you know, I'll make a bunch of homemade, of course, a bunch of different salsas. And then, you know, the white people like cheese and shredded lettuce and ketchup and that sort of thing in their taco with the crisp, the crunchy you shells. You don't have to so. provide that. <laughs> um, like so, yeah, so I do, I would do like three different, uh, three, three different proteins. And then sometimes I'll do uh, carnitas, three or three or four different proteins and then you can kind of leave everybody up to their own devices i'll make a, i'll make a crema um some salsas etc cetera, etc cetera. um so that's one and then another one uh barbecue does does well for for groups um it can be finicky um but pulled pork is pretty pretty tough to mess up you can overcook that brisket if you know what you're doing ribs um and then uh beans uh barbecue beans big greens in large quantities cornbread mac and cheese um, you know, you have, you have the white bread, the pickles, the onion, uh, so barbecue and, and taco bar are usually for, for that size gathering is usually better, easier than trying to do something plated. All right. One more, uh, cooking yeah. question, Aaron, how do you cook your steak? Okay. Um, it depends on the cut, but, uh, let's go, let's go ribeye. So we'll the, the king of right, steaks. So right now, actually, you know, it's, I actually like New York strips better than ribeye, but, um, I, I had a wacky, if you're, like, if you're asking what, what temperature do I cook it? I, I cook, I cook it to medium rare, um, two tools that are invaluable for cooking steak specifically are Flame. a probe thermometer. So you can always tell, um, what temperature you, your, your meat is, is currently at, um, and make sure that you are taking it out. If you're cooking it, uh, on a grill, on a cast iron pan, or even doing a reverse sear in the oven. Uh, make sure you take your steak out like five degrees or so before it is the doneness yeah. that you want because it will continue carryover cooking. Um, but my favorite way to cook a steak, I cook almost all of my steaks, is uh, I have what is called a sous vide machine, which is French yeah. for, I think it's under vacuum. You vacuum seal it and cook it in a water bath um, and you can cook it to whatever temperature you want. You can seal them. Uh, seasoned up, uh, seal them, throw them in the freezer. You can throw them straight from the freezer into the bath. And um, you, that way you have no way of overcooking your steak. And you have flexibility with the time. I think it's cheating. I think it's, I think it's cheating. The, the, the best results. So it's, it's cheating. I usually cook, um, I usually cook, if, if it's something that has a little bit more fat in it, um, you can cook it a little higher and still get a medium rare, like a ribeye or a New York you can cook them 132, 133. Um, if it's a filet, I'll usually do 129, 129 and a half, maybe 130, depending on what people like. 
And then uh, after it's out of the bath, you dry it off, season it again, and then sear it on the hottest thing you can find. A cast iron on a grill. I also have a, a blowtorch that I use to get to get that crust. Because when it comes out of the sous vide, it does not look appetizing. It is cooked yeah. to the perfect temperature, uh, but it is pretty gray and it is not all that visually appealing. So then you gotta you gotta find some way to sear it, sear it as quickly as possible, so that you do not uh, cook the the inside any more than you want it. So I do I hope a that lot answers your question, that. James. Say that I, again. I do a lot less than that. I go, I go, you know, I season it the night before. I let it sit in the seasonings all, all night and all mm -hmm. that good stuff. I get the grill going as hot as I can get it. My grill gets up to about seven hundred degrees. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I that's how I'll start it. I'll go a couple minutes on each side to to cook in all of the juices and stuff. Um, and then from there, I'll go another three minutes on, on each side tops. Uh, and and um, I like my steaks rare, though. So, like, I will, you know, my, my grandma used to say, you know, turn on a match on either side of it and then put it on a plate. Yeah, it's still, That's basically still moving. How I cook. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Give me those hooves and everything. I like, uh, um, I like fillets rare. I like yeah. uh, most everything else. It's, it's safer. The, the, the fillet, you know, cause otherwise if you, if you, if you do like a, a ribeye rare, sometimes the fat doesn't fully cook and it's just yeah, kind of gross. Also, you might, it might be chewy. Um, the other thing is also James it's, this is less of a thing with, with sous vide, but, um, if you cook it in a more traditional way on the grill, on a, on a grill pan, on a cast iron, um, make sure that you let your steak rest at least five minutes. 10 is probably better before you slice into it uh, to give the juices a chance to redistribute and let the muscles relax a little bit. Otherwise a lot of that flavor and juiciness will end up on your cutting board. Yep. All right. I think that will officially do it for us here. Uh, thank you again, everybody for the questions, the comments, all of that good stuff had an absolute blast doing this. We're going to be doing this more often. Um, hopefully with more people from across the feed to, to jump in on this conversation as well. Uh, so until then, and yeah, until next, week it's I gonna, guys, next week, there's a game. There will be uh, yeah, it's the Mavs. Yeah. The Mavs mm -hmm. next Thursday. So, so. Um, yeah, looking maybe forward we'll to Wednesday? that. We'll do Wednesday or maybe. Mm. No, no, we'll figure it well, out. Well, these we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to we'll Aaron tomorrow on, on the hook. So we get sure to hear us uh, for all of us that, that like to hear us yelling at each other. I'm sure that will be, uh, <laughs> it'll be much, it'll be much less friendly than this one. We're like, we're, we're like, we're like skip and Shannon, except like we easy, actually easy, like each easy, other. Easy, 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 easy. <laughs> now is not the time for that one. Yes. You and I do like each other, <laughs> but now is not the time for the skip and Shannon comparisons. I promise you. <laughs> this guy's, I, this guy's I, 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 I promise you. Yeah. All right. Until tomorrow and or, you know, in a little bit, if you guys are listening to this on the pod feed, uh, make sure you check out the, the lowdown whenever that goes live, as well as all the other stuff across this channel. Had a really good week getting back into it after the holidays. Looking forward to continuing this thing and getting this thing rolling, hopefully with the Lakers team that is, uh, you know, continuing to get more and more competitive. So until then, I'm Anthony Irwin. That was Aaron Larsoul. This was the Lakers line.